0: And welcome to the Bucks Banter Podcast. This is episode 53. And tonight we are going to be providing some Bucks banter as we always do before digging into the 2022 NFL schedule, specifically the Tampa Bay Buccaneers schedule, of course. Uh, before we get going on that, I just want to ask anyone who's watching or listening, only if you enjoy the content, of course, to please go ahead and subscribe to the Bucks Banter Podcast on YouTube. Turn those notifications on so you're notified whenever we go live and you can be a part of the show as it happens. It also helps us out a bunch, so uh, it's much appreciated if you do. Um, Also, make sure you're checking out BucksGameday.com on the regular. It is the only Sports Illustrated website dedicated specifically to the Buccaneers. It is also the fastest-growing Bucks site in the world, and we've got articles dropping what feels like every hour. So if you're tuned into Bucks Game Day, you're not going to miss out on any news as it relates to the Buccaneers. And good God, there has been a lot of Bucks news so far this offseason. Now, time to introduce my talented co hosts of the Bucks Banter podcast, neither of whom are Bucks fans, but both of whom offer a tremendous amount of knowledge and insight on the NFL. And they have a valuable role here on the show, if you don't already know, because they keep me honest and they give our listeners the objective, unbiased opinions and analysis that is so important to the overall quality of this show. Ladies and gentlemen, Bo Dan Yard and Scott Capron
1: what up it's hey what's, throwback that, what's up back intro as it colin you want to take a maybe get a glass of water after that are you okay uh i just you look a little flush that's all yeah there 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 we go, there we
0: go. i always look flush what an me. intro the
1: only thing i would add the only thing i would say is you know you said like and, or link it like and subscribe if you only if you like the content even if you don't you know what I mean? Yeah. Just toss a subscription out there, just smash it, and, and you know, a like is there. a like. Give us, yeah, a exactly. Give spite likes are welcome too. Oh, my goodness! You just described high school for me with chicks. So there you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so I want to discuss some items before we get to the NFL schedule release because we'll have a bit more clarity on that as the show goes on. Pretty confident though that I've got all the Bucks uh, games lined up for us. So there are some things we need to catch up on first. I do want to say though, I do I find the pre-schedule release mania to be utterly ridiculous. Like oh, how this is handled and embraced. And like I'm following along too, I guess. But it's just yeah. when did this become like this like countdown and like slowly leaking out? Like I guess the NFL really does run shit these days, and they've found yeah. a way to drag to drag this out into the like in any other sport is the schedule release this Not year. Like, this. like it's crazy. Anyway. Uh, speaking of broadcasting, because a, a lot of these games we expect to be broadcasted in prime time when we get to the Buck schedule, we haven't yet talked about the fact that Tom Brady has reportedly agreed to a 10-year, $375 million deal to become the next main stage TV analyst for Fox Sports alongside Kevin Burkhart, or Fox in general, alongside Kevin Burkhart. He'll be overtaking the role previously held by Troy Aikman for the past 20 years. It's been talked about that he will be Earning more than he's ever earned in the NFL over that time, uh, over that 10 years. So, if he sticks there for the duration, he will out earn his on the field earnings as the greatest quarterback of all time. What are your thoughts, boys? Where do you want to start in terms of Brady making the move to the booth?
1: I mean, that's just it. Where do you want to start? There are so many, you know, so many avenues and offshoots off this. First of all, um, you know, the guy just really wants to spend time with his family. So that's why he's taking a job traveling for uh, five months out of the year uh, as soon as football ends. So, I mean, you know, can totally see where he's coming from there. No, but seriously, I mean, he, he has cited the whole family thing quite a bit. And I'm not saying that it's a a bad decision or anything. It's just, it's, it's pretty funny to immediately, um, you know, go from the field to the booth. But I mean, that's generally, uh, you know, generally how it goes, I suppose. Obviously the money itself is absolutely ludicrous. I mean, Good for him. Get that bag. He's, I think he's a pretty big Fox supporter from what I can tell. Uh, so, you know, good for him there to get the paycheck off the off the home company. But, um, like, I don't know, Bo, where are you, like, is there any chance he's better than Romo?
2: Is, I think that was, like, my first question was, like, is he going to be good at it's this? It's just,
1: yeah, yeah, and, I, and that's probably ridiculous. It's just, and, and like, don't underestimate him. He also he probably has I'm sure has been looking at Romo what Romo has done and it is kind of aware of what the you know the gold standard is but it's and also he doesn't have to be as good as Romo I don't really care and I don't think anyone cares it's just um, I think it's going to be very hard for him to be the best and that's not a dig as much as it is just an observation.
2: I just think it's going to be so interesting to see him call a Patriots game like questioning a Belichick decision on air will be really interesting to me. And yeah. then like calling a Bucks game at the same time, right? Like I feel mm-hmm. like he'll be – because that, that team will be his team basically, right? Like that'll be the team that he just left. And yeah. like all of those guys he knows so well. So like being critical of those guys as well is going to be super interesting to me. I think like where you said it was like the way that it goes, like I feel for these big-time quarterbacks, they usually take a few years before they actually mm-hmm. – jump back in it so everything's yeah. gonna be so fresh for him if, if this is his last year and next year he immediately starts calling games yeah like
1: i mean i guess it's a pretty small sample it's basically like although yeah. i don't really remember when you know boomer esiason or mm-hmm. um uh mm-hmm. phil sims or like how long of a lag there was in between but i, I guess i'm really just comparing him to the to contemporaries like Peyton Romo and uh and Drew Brees right but yeah. um yeah and just obviously his knowledge of the league for from and different coaches different schemes um you know especially if he's going to be doing you know NFC South and AFC East games after um you know just after years playing against those squads I mean he I believe he would be doing more NFC games if he's with Fox right which which makes sense I suppose it's just um They're going to find a way to get it. His knowledge of the league is unparalleled, and it's going to come through. I think it's just a matter of how he can actually explain the football going on and uh, and how it conveys to the audience.
0: You need that uh, Les Snead shirt instead of uh, fuck them picks, fuck them kids. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can't take credit for that. I obviously saw that on Twitter, but I thought it was excellent material. Really Uh, good speaking of Absolutely. excellent material i think brady's gonna be fantastic man I'll, I'll I'll, like a lot of people you know of course it could go any any which way as is the case with any former athlete turned broadcaster mm-hmm. um it's certainly i don't want to call it risky as an investment by fox but they're taking a gamble offering that 10-year deal but it's, is it a gamble like just it's no, tom yeah. fucking brady so
2: tom brady i don't think everyone will watch just based on name alone yeah.
0: yeah it's smart and i just can't see him so I've just noticed such a like uh, transformation, and I don't think it's with who Tom Brady is, but I think it's with how comfortable he is portraying his like charismatic side or his fun-loving side since he came to Tampa. And um, in doing so, I've just found mm. him to be super enjoyable when I hear him talk, like just some of the fun stuff he does for the Bucks media, like with to- with with Gronk, Tommy and Gronky, for example. Like,
1: mm.
0: I think, and you can't dispute the guy's knowledge. He's got more experience than anyone. He's the best. Yeah who's ever played Um, and the amount of stories he must have. The hope is that he'll be willing to unveil a good chunk of those. And I'm sure those are details he's gone over with Fox and they've, you know, ironed out what they're going to expect from him. I think he's like, if I got a bet, I think he's going to do a fantastic job.
2: I, I, I yeah, I, I think I just had to make the question, had to ask the question just because I'm just like, I wonder if he's going to be good at it. Cause I just don't know for sure. But I would assume he's going to be good at it, but it yeah. does say something just in general. This move, like, this is a very traditional sports media move. Like, mm. quarterback goes, plays in, like, goes into the broadcasting booth and calls games. Whereas, like, something like Peyton, what Peyton's doing with his brother, with Eli on Monday nights, yeah. like, it's so different. And, like, I just assume that Tom Brady was kind of the, like, he's got this whole TB12 method and everything. I kind of assumed he's going to take, like, a different path post football, great. But point. It, it, like, it is surprising that like from a sports media landscape that he was just like, oh yeah, I'm going to take the biggest check to do the most traditional thing possible.
1: Mm, that's a really good, that's super interesting. Yeah. Um, and I and I, I was kind of making light a little bit earlier just about the Romo thing, but honestly, I wonder if he's like, all right, then I'm just going to become the best at this too. Yeah, which I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be shocked at all He's putting the reps in and uh doing name pronunciations in his sleep and stuff like that to get prepared um it's just romo is so in a class of his own whether or not that's actually true but that's at least the perception right so i i really wonder if brady's competitiveness alone it's like no i'm gonna do this job because yeah bo i hadn't i hadn't thought you're right there's so many other um areas of football he could have gotten into i mean none that would have paid him 37 and a half per year but well, like, uh, who knows right like yeah,
2: i don't yeah. think lebron's going to be calling games but lebron's gonna be doing something with like sports media when he's done he has this whole media company already set yeah. up waiting for him right i was i'm like kind of surprised that brady didn't want to do something on his own is what mm. i'm kind of getting at yeah no
1: that, that's totally fair yeah
0: scott to your point there's no doubt, I think, that he's going to do his damnedest to be the best, but the thing is, this isn't the football field, so no matter how hard he tries, it won't guarantee that he'll be good, right? So that'll Mm -hmm. be interesting. Um, And I think the big thing with Romo, I mean, Romo still fucks up all the time. Like, he says weird shit, and I'm like, huh? But yeah, he's so genuinely enthusiastic. He's not masking who he is, right? The enthusiasm is what comes across, in addition to, obviously, his uncanny ability to predict plays, which is just a huge asset that no analyst had really gone
1: mm. to the lengths
0: to try to do before. And Romo's just like, screw it. I'll try and guess this play and I'm going to bat about 85% in doing it. Yeah. Um, just a couple of ways that I think Romo's kind of distinguished himself into that role. Cause he is fantastic. And, yeah. uh, and having a good play by play guy also goes a long way. And that's something, you know, Aikman's had, that's what Romo has in Jim Nance and Burkhart, Burkhardt, I think I'm saying it right. Uh, he's pretty solid too. He's really good. So, he's really good. Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: uh, What do you guys think about Aikman?
0: I love Troy Aikman, and I'm not afraid to say it. I think he's
2: fantastic. I think he's gotten so, like, exponentially better from when he started.
1: I think it's such low-hanging fruit to – unless it's, like, that one Monday Night Booth with uh, Booger McFarlane and whoever. I
0: Jason Witten.
1: Jason Witten. Like, yeah, Yeah, they were bad. But even still, it's like – imagine starting a job and – you're in front of 50 million people like, and then everyone has a Twitter account to to like app blast you and say, you suck. You suck like hard to get better in that situation. I'm not saying I have an answer. It's just, you know, people are so quick to kill these announcers. And I'm always like, I don't know, man, did it ruin the game? Very rarely ruins the game for me. So, and I, I feel like Aikman is not only good, but he's certainly not bad. And I feel like he gets killed on Twitter
0: every week. Aikman for whatever reason has taken a lot of heat for because he covered he does tons of Cowboys games with Fox. Like the yeah. you know they're always in that four p.m. slot, and that's yeah. usually the game he does. I find if anything, Aikman is incredibly unbiased and objective when doing Cowboys games, and he's so uh comfortable offering criticism in a way that's not completely sewering guys, but I think he's great. I really yeah, do he's really good.
1: that that's that would be my exact analysis. I you Listen to him do a Cowboys game. You, you, you tell me that he's their best, like, all-time leader quarterback. No one would be able to tell that if they didn't know already. Yeah. Like, he's totally objective. And I, the funny thing is, if he's being compared against Romo, who's on the other, he's on the rival network, CBS, he was also Cowboys quarterback. You know, just maybe he's not as good as Rumble. It doesn't mean he's, like, sucks shit, which is what yeah. everyone seems to say. I think he's fine. You're right.
0: You're right, though. It is low-hanging fruit. I will say, though, I I enjoy a game. Of, I, I think more of it depends on the quality of analysis for me than maybe it should. <clears throat> and maybe it's just something I've chosen to zero in on over the years. I don't know. But I will say it can affect a game a little bit for me. I mean, um, especially if it's, like, a shitty game that I'm watching anyway. That's when I really notice it. Like, if it's, like, a shit game and I'm, like, stuck yeah. watching it. But um, to me,
1: to me, like good analysis just um, increases the whole experience. But bad enough doesn't really take anything away. I'm kind of like, know what I'm getting into if X and Y are doing the game. You know what yeah, I mean? I don't know. Like, I would you know, agree
0: with that. That's fair. Not not a difference maker, but but can certainly improve the quality. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah I think it's only a, an added like an additive sort of thing. But, but
0: that's just but, me. But talking about these guys who just get absolutely annihilated on and, and you know, it all comes back to the power of the voice to giving the voice to the fans via Twitter, right? And whatever so the social media, like so everyone's hearing everyone's opinions and, and whatnot. But Brady is going to get absolutely annihilated no matter what, because people are just waiting for a chance yeah, yeah. for him for him to not be in that position where he's so comfortable, which is under center on a football field. So he's it's it, you know, who wouldn't who wouldn't take that kind of money to be just ravaged ravaged by by uh, yeah. keyboard warriors anyone would but it's, it's gonna be an adjustment for him man because he's not no on stable ground of, of sorts but anyway um the only other aspect of the brady deal again 10 years 375 million uh with fox is uh th- what does this mean for like this being announced does it make you think this is it like is this his last year or, or does it really have no bearing because For him to – for Fox to agree to announce this now, I guess actually if you're Fox, you probably want to announce it as soon as possible. So, yeah, yeah, it's no matter what. But, like, I wonder if, like, Brady's been like, it'll probably be after this year, boys. Like, don't worry. Don't – or if – I don't know. So, I'm I'm just kind of curious if you guys have thoughts on
2: that. I've been thinking about this nonstop, actually. I think the best case scenario for Fox is that Brady retires, does, like, six games, and then says, no, I'm coming back and like i just couldn't take it i was in that booth and i couldn't take it i just have to play football and he comes back and he like he plays for like he closes up the year and wins a super bowl again and then he retires it's too Wait, bad this year? yeah no not this year next year next year he's saying yeah why is that like good? he he retires at the end of this year and then 6 weeks go by and he's just like man i could just i can i'm so much better than these guys i can just go right now okay
0: because then it's like Fox broadcaster wins Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, Fox <laughs> Broadcaster like loses the mic at halftime and comes in and throws a touchdown pass.
0: I I'm not going to speculate on Brady's future in general, but I it does give me like huh, like even a little more pause, but I'm not looking beyond this year anymore. I'm just grateful that Tom Brady's given us one more kick at the can and we'll see what happens. You know, if he wins a Super Bowl, I think Fox would have it the next year, I believe, not this Super Bowl, but the next one. So that's interesting too, um, but
1: yeah. Well, while Bo Bodine, Bodan's coming up with Pixar movie ideas, I'll say um, I think I don't. I think if he keeps playing, they're like great. It's still just another thing to look forward to. It's not like he's gonna lose his value or lose his appeal, right? Like it's almost another like carrot to dangle or something like that. I think he, they would probably rather sooner than later, but if the terms of the deal aren't any different and um there was like the reason he's not broadcasting is because he's still playing at a high level for two more years i i i mean i got to assume that's okay
0: and it's not like brady needs money so if he were to play another year in the nfl he's just prolonging that 10-year contract because it's not going to start till he's working for them so Yeah. yeah exactly interesting interesting stuff um Let's move along, though, because we, we have some things I want to hit on before we get to the NFL schedule release, especially, like, you know, for the Bucs, that's what we'll be focusing on. Um, I published an article this week about Lewis Seen because he had some comments on the Richard Sherman podcast. I don't know if you guys are aware. Um, where, you know, it's the same thing. You hear about it every year from some prospect usually, like, saying, oh, they told me I w- they were going to take me if I was there. So he, he said it about the Bucs. He said, you know, that there was a team at 27. They did me dirty, more or less, paraphrasing. Yeah, um, And he was referring to the Bucs because he's like, and then they traded out to the top of the second round. Um, so it's, it, I, I had thoughts on it because the one thing that, that I've maintained throughout this is I do find it ridiculous for any NFL team to ever make a promise to a prospect. I really don't understand who it benefits, what it's good for. Like, you don't need to, like, say we love you. There's a great chance we take you why do you need to say more than that now there's a couple things before you guys chime in i want to mention because i have gone back on twitter with some people who brought up some good points john ledyard formerly the pewter report was saying you know it's almost like agents and players take things a little too much to heart or aren't really or are listening to what they want to hear which is interesting um but there was actually another agent who then commented on lewis scene's uh, someone posted Lewisine's commentary and then they commented on that saying same thing happened with my client. So
1: um,
0: it's interesting. I'm curious what your guys thoughts are on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand the promise thing seems to mean absolutely nothing. Um, now the, it, it kind of takes two to tango in that situation. Like, Hey teams, stop throwing the promises out there. I mean, I, I've definitely read about it in the NBA draft as well, where people are staying yeah. in the draft because they've, um been promised as a second rounder or like you know we'll we were looking at you towards the back end of the draft and they don't get picked and it's no guaranteed money after that but like i think there is an element for sure of guys hearing what they want to hear and maybe it's really more of a yeah we really like you and we'd love to have you and maybe that's what they're taking as a promise i don't know i i went the other way when i read your article
2: when I read your article, Colin, I was just like, I think it benefits both. Or like, in in theory, it's supposed to benefit both the team and the player. So yeah. the team lets out this promise and says, basically, don't go and don't work out for these guys because we're going to take you at 27 no matter what. So basically narrows the amount of teams that you're going to be able to work out for. You'll only work out for people that are picking above 27. And then... For like the player, they just use it as leverage. They just use it as leverage to say, "Well, like I'll I'll work out for you if you promise to pick me earlier than twenty seven. Otherwise, I don't really care. Like right. I'm just gonna get picked at twenty seven yeah, anyways." That's fair, but then but... it goes it goes to shit sometimes too, right? Like yeah. This, in this situation, it happens like this. But like like Scott said, like this exact same thing, like uh, Brian Colangelo in the NBA was like notorious for always giving out promises and giving out like lottery promises. And I remember one year it was uh, the Dion Waiters year. I wish oh. he
0: lied. I wish he lied to Barnyani.
2: I know, yeah. me too, yeah. dude. At one, um, <laughs> he gives out a promise to Dion Waiters that he's going to pick him at nine. I think it was, and <laughs> they just the Cavs panicked and picked him up at four. It's like, yeah. how did that happen? He didn't work out for anyone. He didn't. He like stopped workouts right at the start of the draft process. So like sometimes it works out and it benefits the player, but like for Lewis, seen like. It still kind of worked. Didn't he still go in the first round?
0: Yeah, he ended up going with the last pick in the first round of the Vikings. So like, and what's
2: he? What's he complaining about? Like well, the same five year option. Like, what's the what's the issue?
0: Yeah, I think he probably, in hindsight, maybe wouldn't have like pinned it. He would. He should have just been a little more general and been like, "Yeah, the team promised me they'd take me, and they didn't." Like, you don't really need to go at the team because it's yeah, like exactly. not. It's not a great look. So like, um, that article when he yeah, posted think it's it us.
1: I think it's more just pissed off. Like, yeah, man, they said one thing and didn't do it. Didn't, yeah, yeah, crazily affect him for his draft position, right? But I would be annoyed too. <laughs> Although, I think I would be going in with a little bit of, oh, okay, I have a promise. Let's see what that's worth. But I don't know what these guys are getting told, or what the agent are like, saying, or
2: yeah, like if, when you're it like especially if you're an NFL prospect at the back end of the first round, like you're hoping to get that fifth year option, but like i can see what the bucks are doing they're like yeah we traded back because we wanted more picks and we thought we could still get you at 33 you went at 32 like who cares
0: and and not even that like i think that. sorry you're right like they they thought there was probably still a good chance they could take scene and i do i do believe that's who they probably would have taken there there was enough smoke with that just from all different angles it made too much sense um but i think they were comfortable with a couple names and they fit they knew then someone would be there so by moving back though They acquired an additional fourth and an additional sixth. So that got got them Kate Otten, right? Their tight end of the future, which was just a fantastic value pick um, at the start of the fourth. And then they also ended up using that sixth rounder they acquired to move up like six spots, maybe three spots. I can't forget, but or I I can't recall uh, to take Luke Gedecki who they took at fifty seven. So yeah. I mean Jason Light knew what he was doing and the draft capital he took advantage of. It's just uh, so you you can't like even if the Bucks did break the promise whether it was a promise um, doesn't really matter because they got to do what's best for the for the team. Exactly. And the other and the other point that came up on Twitter was. Often, I think you, these prospects and their agents need to take into consideration who's telling them these comments. Because I sure as hell bet you, Bucks GM Jason Light wasn't making the problem. yeah, yeah, right. Could have been an area scout at his pro day or whomever. So you know, take that with yeah. a grain of salt. Learn, understand it's a business. Um,
1: That's like the um, eastbound and down when Kenny Powers gets uh, the promise to go to the big leagues, and then the scout comes like, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't have the authority to say anything. <laughs> like, oh okay, maybe that's what happened. We don't, right? Like who knows?
0: Shit, man. I'm a great reference. I don't, yeah. I I, didn't, I haven't seen all that, but that was some funny shit that show. Oh
1: man. Oh my god. Yeah. That first season is pretty bulletproof Unbelievable. Actually.
0: Yeah. So, uh, and the only other thing is I'm sure Sean was feeling a little bit salty cuz he could have been playing with Tom Brady in Tampa contending for a Super Bowl and now he's going to be, you know, living in minnesota so
2: with kirk cousins yeah Yeah. getting worn out by justin jefferson every day on practice
0: right right um okay speaking of former draft picks so clyde christensen uh during his press conference this week that's the buccaneers quarterback coach for anyone who doesn't know Uh, well-respected quarterback coach around the league that's for sure um during his comment he mentioned he made it pretty clear that and this has been like a major talking point in Bucks land for amongst Bucks fans, the Floridians especially. Um, he 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 ultimately said that Blaine Gabbert will be the number two quarterback, more or less. That that Kyle Trask is going to be having that what he will call his like second redshirt year per se. And and like Twitter and social media is all up in arms because Bucks fans are like they're all mad about it. And I'm like in my mind though no, I like. Good, I'm glad I would honestly rather Gabbard who I can tr- like if, if Trask hasn't run away with it and he hasn't had any like real reps to earn the role yet. I mean, this team is built to win right now, and I don't think an experimental quarterback would be the best, would put them in the best position to win games down the stretch or at any point of the year. So I have no issue with it, but I just wanted to bring it up because it has certainly uh. Has lit lit the fire under many bucks fans many of whom may have certain associations to a collegiate program with an alligator from. That <laughs> stuff.
1: yeah so that's my th- that would have been my exact point is like is this just a weird tampa and like gator thing because who gives a shit what where, where do they take trask in the third round
0: second second
1: okay last right. pick
0: last pick in the second yeah which, so, which i wasn't a fan of and no, still not man, but he's,
1: he's, he throws pillows out there the guy's got no arm it's unbelievable um i I just don't think it's a big deal yeah exactly what do you owe like oh my god we were really hoping to turn the keys over to the second rounder like who gives a shit just play whoever play or play whoever can play exactly yeah that's that is
2: a big like i think you hit it exactly boom like it's a Kyle Trask problem. If he's not the number two quarterback, like if you can't beat out Blaine Gabbert for number two, you're probably not going to have a very long career in this league. Yeah. Is is the way that I would look at it
1: for sure. And Gabbert, while we know what he, you know, his limitations, obviously it seems like he's still been quite involved and invested in trying to play and like, like carving out a chase Daniel type role in the league. Like, because we saw how bad he was. So I feel like the fact that he's probably improved as a backup under Brady and all yeah. is actually like a testament to him.
0: remember you guys were shocked when I was saying I'd rather Gabbert than uh, Minchu or whatever, or we were talking about that. Maybe you weren't shocked, but you guys were kind of like, Oh, this is a rough spot to be. Um, It's because, well, yeah, of, that
2: was when we didn't think you'd have Tom
0: Brady. Tom too. Brady. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Prior to Brady. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's because of what you just said, Scott, I truly believe he has improved, even though I, like, I, I don't have the, I just, just by the way he's talked about and by the respect he's earned in the locker room and from his performance yeah. in practice and like the brief snippets we've seen in games, I just think he has improved probably in this role. I think this is like a perfect role for him. Like I, maybe he's a high level backup for all we know. Tom Brady's so damn durable. Thank God we don't have to find out or we yeah. haven't yet, but um, yeah,
1: no, I, I, I agree with all that. And I think, they, whoever whoever was playing better would be the second stringer. And then that's all it is. Yeah. They don't owe Trask anything. It's not like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like gabbert yeah, must be better. So then that makes a ton of sense.
2: I'm sure there's a lot of people yeah. in the building yeah. that were hoping that Kyle Trask could win that job. Sure. Going into this year, which is like more or less Brady's last year. Um, I'm sure they would like to have the succession plan already in the building. And they're not thinking that it's going to be Blaine Gabbard. Like, they would like for it to be Kyle Trask, this guy that we got in the second round, and we can build around because he's on this super team-friendly contract. Like, the fact that he's not the second-string quarterback is a pretty big red flag for yeah. Kyle Trask, not for the yeah, Bucks.
1: For sure. I totally agree, Bob. But I feel like the wording you used was key. They would like it to be Trask. Yeah. If it's not, then, you know. They'd be ecstatic. Try the next it
0: Trask has been developmental in high school and college. Maybe it's a like part of the yeah. plan. Like, he's just not ready yet. And, you know, I don't think – we'll see. Anyway, enough Trask. Uh, a couple more things before we talk about this schedule because it's up for the Bucks, and we got to get to that. Bucks signed four of their eight draft picks. Um, good. I mean, you don't hear about them not signing draft picks usually. So, But, anyway, no. Rashad White, their third-round running back. Cornerback Zion Williams in the 5th Cole Co-Keeft. The chief in the sixth, and uh, Andre Anthony, edge rusher in the seventh round at LSU. So they've all signed. Uh, top top few picks still need to be signed. That'll happen. So who cares? No need to talk about it. Um, you're not
2: nervous about Kate at all?
0: No, no, no. Kate will be here. Kate will be here, and I'm hopeful Gronk will too. Sooner than later. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Gronky boy. Yeah. Um,
1: week five, week five, dust him off. There
0: yeah, so Luke Gadecki, the player, uh, out of Central Michigan who the Bucks selected 57th overall. I had Thor Nystrom of NBC Sports Edge on the show last week. He had a lot of nice things to say about Gadecki, sees him as a starter, starting guard in the NFL right away. Um, they've announced again some of these coaches' press conferences, um, this past week that uh, there's going to be an open competition more or less at the left guard spot, which is the, the position that Ali Marpet. Um, held down for so long. So uh, that's interesting. I mean, you know, Aaron Stinney, Robert Hainsey, their uh, third rounder last year, I believe, had a Notre Dame, another uh, converted tackle, just like Gidecki. Uh, Those three are really going to be battling for that starting left guard spot. I think I think it's going to be Gedecki. I mean, unless something happens. It seems with that investment, 57th overall, they really like him. And uh, so that's interesting, though, that it'll be a competition. I guess I got to say that.
2: I thought, I thought Hainesy was a center. Was projected to be
1: a center.
0: Good, you're good, Bo. I mentioned objective. You're not Bucks fans, but the fact you're on that makes my heart tingle. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to be a center too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What
0: well, what you should have said, Scott, was wasn't he a tackle at Notre Dame? Because he yeah, was. I thought
1: oh, he played a little tackle. Yeah, I played a yeah. little tackle. Oh, okay, yeah, he's got Paul. the short
0: arm syndrome. Yeah, yeah, he's got skinny legs, which is concerning to me. But they yeah. uh, he was a tackle at Notre Dame projected better at a uh, along the interior at the senior bowl. They had him playing center bucks drafted him and trained him last year at center with Ryan Jensen as an impending free agent. A good chance Jensen wasn't going to be around. We got, we got big red back for another three years. So um, I think now he's going to be trained over at guard, but you know, that's just a valuable swing player to have. They've got some depth there now uh, along the offensive line. And obviously that's become a priority based on the success they've had with such a dominant offensive line unit. Um, which reminds me actually, I'll plug another article, is Pro Football Focus put out a piece uh, ranking like the top tiers and rankings of offensive tackles in the NFL. Ben Lindsay was the author. And uh, Tristan Wirfs came in at number three in the league. Third best tackle. Playing on his rookie deal. Um, pretty incredible. Like, like I... And I and as yeah. I said said in the article, you know, Bucks fans, anyone who watches Tristan Wirfs doesn't need that to know he. They don't need a ranking on PFF to know he's elite. But it's just cool to see him get that recognition, being so much younger than all the other top guys, like decade younger. Like,
2: yeah,
0: you know, Ryan Ramchick and Teron Armstead and, um, you know, all those yeah. guys are all way older than him. He's twenty three.
1: He's yeah. he's, a,
0: he's a year younger than Devonte Wyatt, who was just taken in the first round by the Packers.
1: Dude, that's. That's great. Wow. That right there is crazy. But yeah, I'm getting kind of like Tyron Smith vibes from Dallas with Werfs, where every year that went by, he was like Benjamin Buttoning and somehow being even young. You know what I mean? It was <laughs> yeah. like, in his eighth year in the league, 16-year-old Tyron Smith, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it, it was like he, the guy never aged because I think he was 20 when he first started. Oh, we were-
0: I think Scotty's having some internet issues. Seems like a good, oh, yeah. good chance to plug the Werf's article in here. Drop it in the comments.
2: Yeah, Scottie, dude, you know the only thing yeah. I didn't like about that PFF article is that they, then when they got to Werfs, they didn't say his name. They just said the guy who got pinned by Tyler Linderbaum. But other than that, I thought that was like, no, I'm just kidding. Like the the fact that if he's like in the elite performance, because that article is all about performance. Yeah. Like, trade value-wise, is he not the most valuable tackle in the league right now? Like, it's insane. Oh, it's not even
0: it's close like a, based on, oh, based on like his age. Yeah. He uh, I saw a redraft that someone did. I don't know who it was, unfortunately. But um, of that 2020 draft, he was the number
2: one pick in the redraft. Uh, yeah.
0: Just because he's that good of a tackle.
2: He's is there, like, do you ever think about, like, will they ever just swing him over to the left tackle?
0: Yeah, great question. I think when Donovan Smith's contracts up, I mean, first of all, the value of it being like strictly left tackle, like it used to be, is being so much more important than the right, isn't at quite yeah, the same. True. Um, but I do think at the end of Donovan Smith's tenure, you like, wh- how could worse not could succeed on that side, too? Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think there's a good chance of that happening. Also, though, if you're that good in your spot, and ma- it would probably depend on his comfort level. And if he showed any apprehension to the idea, then like, I don't know, that's but good. there's it's absolutely a possibility, Bo, and a good. Good point to bring up.
2: Yeah, I feel like if I was his agent, I'd be like, "Yeah, as soon as Donovan Smith is out of there, I'm I'm a left tackle now, and you'll pay mm. me as such."
0: Yeah, he's gonna get paid regardless, either way, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And and uh, you know, the Bucks will make sure they got money for for worth. That's for damn sure. Um, okay. Well, I've
1: always, I've always found sorry, quick. I've always found the left tackle, right tackle thing so fascinating that it's just. But basically boils down to yeah you can't you can't see that side yeah you know I mean? it's, just, it's as simple as that right like that's where the value is and that's yeah. why it's so much more important it's always a like quarterback left tackle and then go from there and it's just why is it so much oh yeah quarterback can't see oh okay yeah I thought you know yeah. what checked out makes sense I yeah. wonder if the
2: Bucks will just be like we just need to draft a left-handed quarterback now and yeah, yeah <laughs> trade for Tua
0: trade, yeah. trade 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 draft. Trask for Tua, um, yeah. Scott. Yeah, you're outdated like uh, old school football principles. That could be another chapter, along with your like your uh, your beef with the fact they stopwatch watch by hand the forty times. That's just yeah. another one I think of yeah. uh, irritating you.
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> Imagine the have... Olympics just being like, yeah, we got one guy to do the stopwatch here. Yeah, the Ru- the Russian stopwatchers like I can <laughs> way faster. Yeah, it way
1: faster. Uh, yeah, it's it's. How about? Yeah. Well, the, the guys bringing out the fucking chains to measure a first down, and you can't even <laughs> tell who, like, just put something in the ball. The USFL is doing it right, for Christ's sake. Like, yeah. anyway, you're right. Boom. That, that would be a long read, though, if it yeah, was just well, all my grievances about football. So,
0: we'll need, will well, we're keeping track. We're keeping track of your grievances. And one day we'll just kind of give you some time and, uh, to do that. Um, yeah. Also a couple cool items is just some vets who are participating in the off season workout so far. Shaq Mason um, traded for, for a fifth round pick obviously in the offseason to take over Alex Kappa's spot at right guard. He moved to Tampa right away apparently. And he's been all involved in these, you know, voluntary off season stuff, at least for a vet. And apparently he's been really impressive just in terms of how he's picking things up. So that's always nice to hear. And Tom Brady was out this week throwing, throwing at the facility. So, Nice. gotta love to see that i uh, i'd rather him be there than in the fox studios uh practicing you know in advance so he's got a job to do he knows what it is and we've got some more clarity on on what that job is going to look like this year and it's not going to be an easy one the bucks have a have a tall task you guys probably have no idea uh, because this is like just coming out as we're on right now in terms of the Bucks schedule um so you want me to just kind of fire through it, and then you... let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's all it's all out now. Okay. Cool. So you can you got it in front of you too. Maybe Scott, you want to pull it out, but I'll read through it. Um, do you guys want to like talk game by game, or you want me to just go through it and then discuss any that jump out at us? What do you think?
2: Yeah. Let's go game by game. All right. Cool. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, week. So we got one... some really
2: nice travel in for the Bucks this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what they had a they had a pretty cushy schedule last year. So yeah. Um, it's kind of inevitable. And boy, does their season start off uh, with a challenge in terms of these this first four game stretch. They start off week one at Dallas. Um, so obviously, that's like a rematch for them last year, their first game. Yeah. Um, they're going to be playing the Cowboys on the road. And that'll be after the Bills travel to LA to play the Rams for the Thursday night kickoff game. Just the, this is the only. And then uh, Russell Wilson immediately travels with Denver to Seattle for week one for, for them. So that's interesting as well.
1: Yeah, that's wild that they figured that out. Very, very subtle NFL.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of like it, though. It's like, no, like
1: week one, Denver's playing in Seattle every year. Like yeah. I don't think that's how it Well, goes. it's also,
2: that's like the NFL just being like, hey, we know Seattle's going to be fucking horrible this year. So <laughs> let's get them out. First year, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, you know yeah. They, they could just surprise Russ this first week." Yeah,
1: yeah. Right? Good luck, good luck.
0: Um, so yeah, Cowboys week one, you know, we'll see what happens there. That that could be a challenge for sure. Um, any any game can be in this league. Week two, they're staying on the road and they're heading to New Orleans, a team that's obviously had their number not just the yeah. past couple seasons went you know four and zero in the last four regular season matchups, but a team who's had their number for a long time. 1 PM, Dude, wait,
2: p.m. game. Should we just be going, should we doing a win-loss on these? Mm. Like, how do well, we spice this up a little bit? Like, they go to Tampa. Tampa goes to Dallas. Is it a win or is it an a win. That's a win. That's a win. First game of the year. Yeah. Okay, you're heading heading to New Orleans.
0: Yeah, heading to New Orleans, and that's a win. Jameis that's is, a win. Okay. Jameis is playing. It's yeah. his second game back off this torn ACL.
2: No um, Sean Payton,
0: yeah. No Sean Payton. I mean, the Saints are gonna be good, and they, whatever. I'm not picking the Saints in that game, no way in hell. Uh, Brady's gonna take that shit personal, he doesn't like lose into a division rival, he's never done that before. He's dominated the FC East, so yeah, I,
1: except for the Saints,
0: <laughs> yeah, fair. Two years, two year sample, though, he's got some time to, to improve that. Um, but anyway, I just think the continuity of the Bucs is valuable. and. I mean, again, the Saints did beat them without Jameis last year with Trevor Simeon yeah. or whatever, but I just think it's a revenge game and I think they're going to go 2-0 on the road to start the year.
2: It's going to be a fun game just because that defense is still really good and obviously the Bucks' offense is ridiculous too. So watching yeah. that side, whenever those two are going against each other is going to be really
1: interesting.
0: And don't forget the Teron Matthew, Brady, Super Bowl beef. like True. You know, there's going to be lots of subplots and storylines involved there. All, All right, right.
1: I'll, I'll say one and one those first two games.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But in isolation, I can't say which one of them being a loss. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, the next two, though, I'll the next two. Their home opener, week three, is versus the Packers. Jesus, you got to think that one's going to be a primetime game. I don't have the. I don't know if you have that in front of you, Bo. I do.
2: It's two twenty five on Fox. Two twenty five. Oh right, you're or, oh. sorry. Four twenty five. Four twenty five over there. Yeah,
1: the Mountain that. Man
2: and a few. I'll be pretty lit at that time as well.
0: Two <laughs> so. twenty-two. I've never seen that or two twenty-five. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. You got Brady versus Rodgers. I like that it'll be like only Rogers' third game without Devontae. Like I, I, you know, because that's a big change to their offense. Yeah. Um, I think I still think that Devontae Adams is a huge hit. Not like anyone would dispute that, but I just think it's massive. Like,
2: like I, I yeah.
0: like. I, it's, God, it's end up like his crutch.
2: It, it's been – like as much as Aaron Rodgers is unbelievable, he doesn't have the seasons that he's had the last two years without Devontae Adams. It, mm-hmm. I, like He's really, really, really good. Literally yeah. probably the best receiver off of the line I've ever seen in my life.
1: Sometimes I don't get football at all in terms of when play, player movement. I'm a, sh- like, Devontae not being on the team seems like the biggest thing possible. For Green Bay.
2: You know what
1: I mean? And everyone's like, oh, you know, gonna be tough to replace that production. Yeah, no shit. It's gonna be tough to replace the best receiver in the league that you got what for like I and everyone's like, oh, and I get it, like yeah, there's 53 guys on the team. I understand it's not basketball, whatever. But like it's just yeah, you know, we'll figure it out. I I, I like he's no. obviously it's Rogers throwing him the ball, but look who's he throwing the ball to now, like I don't know. I don't George know. I, I, that's one of those things I'll never quite get with football transactions. I guess.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna take the Bucks there as well. <laughs> <laughs> so they're
2: three and zero to start the year. I, I honestly, telling I would us, take the Bucks there too. Honestly, I, I think that well
1: us the Bucks five and zero through three weeks. Good for everyone, uh,
0: tracking at home, so I didn't want to do this. I got to think it out more, but anyway, if you're gonna ask me on the spot, I'm gonna tell you what I'm thinking on the spot. A home, <laughs> home opener, fire home opener those, yeah, fire those cannons, fire cannons. Uh, week four, Pat Mahomes and crew are coming to town. Jackson Mahomes and his TikTok, he, it's gonna be happening on the pirate ship on the plank. Um, this is yeah. a Sunday Nighter, Sunday Nighter, prime time. This is a
1: yeah. unbelievable stretch to start yeah. a seat,
2: right?
0: Like Well, really also
2: ha- the, the Dallas one's a Sunday nighter as well too, right? Oh so, nice,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or is it? Yeah, okay, sweet. I didn't have that down yet cuz we were on the air. Good. Um but yeah, Cowboys, Saints, Packers, and Chiefs first two on the road, then you got the Packers and Chiefs at home. If you had to have two of those as home games though, I'd want it to be the Chiefs and the Packers. I but agree, yeah. but um yeah. Like that's gonna be a battle, man. That's gonna be a tough game. It's a literally a Super Bowl rematch, like where it's played, who they're playing, minus yeah. minus Tyreek Hill. So uh that'll be a fun one, man. Like if you're gonna head down to Raymond James, if you're somewhere yeah. else, like that might be a that'll be a hot ticket. No question. That'll be a hell of a game. My God. It's gonna be tough to stay sober till uh till prime time for that one. <laughs>
2: Yeah, i I've, I'd probably take Mahomes in that one just because of the revenge game in Raymond James factor. I think that team's gonna be I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna start the year better than he did last year as well, but it
0: Yeah, um Yeah, I think uh I think the Bucks are gonna prevail. <laughs> so uh yeah, who do you like there, Scott?
1: Yeah, I'll take the Chiefs. Sure. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think the line would be on? We forgot to. I want to know what you guys think the line would be on that game. Chiefs at um, Tampa week four. I know it's week four, but.
2: What would you set the I, line? Up? I would still. I would give it to Tampa Bay minus two and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's probably. Especially if they're three. If they're three and oh
2: going into that game. I think
1: they That's have to. Tough. They yeah, have to it's...
2: hold their home home field.
1: Yeah, something like that. Tampa minus one and a half, less than a field goal for sure. Yeah.
0: Then week five, uh, traveling to Atlanta to play okay. Drake, Drake London, Kyle Pitts.
1: I will ge- I will Marcus happily Mariota. give him a W there.
0: Uh, yeah. See, this is where I think the Falcons might surprise. Them. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, I expect that to be a, a thumping, good old fashioned thumping. Mm-hmm. Um, Week six. Uh, oh, sorry. Falcons are at home. If I said on the road, I'm wrong. I meant at home. And yeah. uh, week six at Pittsburgh. That's a game I'm hoping to be at. Hopefully, I'll, I'll be able to cover that for Bucks game day if all goes well. That'd be pretty sweet. But uh, we'll see if they're going to give us our travel credentials. Often uh, takes a little bit to get that. So, uh, but yeah, Steelers. I mean, rookie quarterback. Good night.
1: Oh yeah. Also <laughs> yeah. nice. Not that it would – not that it would be a huge factor for Brady, but nice to play that game in October and not late December or something, right? So – Yeah,
0: for sure, 100%. And then after the Steelers, they're going to play Carolina, at Carolina. That's week seven.
1: So, it's starting to ease up a bit after those first four.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, you go through murder You would
1: have to. It was pretty ridiculous, those first four games, so –
0: yeah, if they can come out two, if they can come out two and two after the the Cowboys Saints on the road, and then the Packers Chiefs at home, I think they're in a great position. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know,
1: you got to think five and two, right? Yeah, that's, Atlanta,
2: Pittsburgh, Carolina. That's yeah, that's pretty that's shitty. Nice.
1: Carolina, you're not breaking me. You're not breaking my heart again, Panthers. No way. I'm not going to say one nice word about you until <laughs> Thanksgiving. Okay, the, I'm right now. No chance. I'm not yeah. being wrong about the Panthers again. Yeah. You look know, like more yeah. no, like of an asshole.
0: I'd rather be wrong by saying they're going to be shit and they end up exactly. being
1: good. Yeah, Exactly.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, Scotty. We're, we can die on that hill together, for that wow. 2021 hill. Maybe we should stop bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then, damn, Bo, you're going to be geared up for this one. Thursday nighter in week eight, uh, they are playing the Ravens at home. One oh, thing nice. I like so far: the three best quarterbacks they are playing. Three best teams are playing. Packers, Chiefs, and Ravens are all at Raymond James. So that's yeah, what, sure. one, you know, light light at the end of the tunnel here. Um, that'll be a fun one, man.
1: That's a, that's a sweet, game. yeah, for a Thursday yeah, nighter, really right? Really fun game. Yeah, that's really sweet. Thursday nighter, six fifteen, yeah, or eight fifteen. One of my favorite. I, I love the Thursday nighter i don't care who's playing oh my god it's house like the money. start of the weekend basically like fuck
2: house me. money it's taken a lot of my money actually oh but, yeah. yeah for sure but the game feels like <laughs> house money like it feels like there should be football on thursday yeah yeah it takes a lot of money i should have put into my house
0: yeah yeah <laughs> um so anyway yeah ravens ravens and uh and bucks i mean that'll be a tough game i'll 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 say the ravens come in and win because i gotta pick a loss yeah, um, these next then, two, I'm
2: I'm pumped up for the, both of these next two, honestly.
0: Yeah, man. And then of course you got the Rams at home. Um, the most recent Super Bowl, or, sorry, not Super Bowl rematch. Um, but that that huge NFC playoff match, playoff yeah. defeat. I mean, that that if there's a game Tom Brady's going to be motivated for more than any others, I'm not sure whether he's wired that way or not, but it's going to be that one.
2: And last year when they went to. Low, what is it? Lo fi or hi fi? I can't remember what lo-fi. Name of the stadium is. Yeah, lo fi stadium. They So-fi. got their asses handed to them. So fi,
0: I'm telling you, lo fi. So fi, yeah, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying, like, back, like, yeah, it's lo fi.
1: Yeah, I'm just dropping low fives over here. And, like, yeah, I don't know. I think that's it. Yeah, break the pickle. Yeah. Um,
2: Either way, they, they they got killed in that game last last year in LA and yeah. then losing at home. Yeah, in the NFC conference championship game. So yep. I think they're they're due to get one against the Rams. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Like, I think they're going to win that game. I think they're going to be really motivated. Um, yeah. Not It takes more than that, but um, that'll be a hell of a game too, man. And then they travel all the way to Germany to take on the Seahawks in week 10. Um, I mean, I don't even think jet lag is going to slow them down there. The Seahawks should be awful this season. As they're fully embracing the rebuild after moving on from Russell Wilson, um, I mean that's a win. I don't th- know what else you guys want to offer on that one.
1: This yeah, like, I think
2: this I is think. the one where everyone's going to get talked into taking the Seahawks. Where, mm. like, let's let's just all agree, like, we're not going to do. Remember, when we we're like, oh, we have to take the Jets. Who are they, who are they playing last year? Atlanta.
0: And they played Atlanta.
2: I think it was Atlanta. Yeah, you might be right. And everybody talked themselves into taking the Jets and they got killed.
0: It was Atlanta. Yeah. I remember yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you got that game. Then, you know, naturally they get their bye week. So that'll be a week eleven bye week for the Bucs. I like the timing of that bye week personally. Yeah,
1: that's um, neat. that's and awesome. again
0: though, the best quarterbacks they're facing so far have all been at home, which I like as I'm you know, because I'm taking this in as I'm reading it, folks. Like this is, you know haven't really had a chance to analyze it, so I'm sure we'll have more thoughts and takes as it relates to this schedule um, in the episodes to come. So they get that bye week, they get that rest, then they travel to Cleveland, another game I'm hoping to be at, but again, we'll see. um, Kind of a dangerous
2: bye week, though, hey? like thats uh, I think that's Thanksgiving. You're in Europe, you you let it go a few extra nights, maybe make it a family trip, maybe send the boys out. I don't know.
0: Especially for a young team, it would be. Yeah. But we're, we're not a young team. Logan so. Hall's just shirtless in the drunk take in Munich. <laughs> yeah, I don't know enough about Logan Hall to make him be the likeliest candidate. I'd say Sean Murphy Bunting doing the Irish. <laughs> that Scott always references. Yeah, he's, a... he's taking a
1: quick trip over to Dublin. Scott Scott's uh,
0: inter- Scott, Scott's internet feed seems like he's in Dublin, Abo. Eh, it might be
2: it's a little Uh, laggy yeah
0: um so i'll say i'll say the brown like i'm assuming deshaun watson's going to be playing and having things figured out i think that's going to be a tough game though coming off that bye. the weather um could be cool could be chilly i don't know let's i'll get i'll take the browns there sure seems like the best quarterback you'll play on the road yeah man uh, i mean no matter what you know we've said it enough, so we don't have to. But I'm excited to watch Deshaun Watson play football again, and with oh, yeah. a good roster around him, um, if he's on the field. So that'll be a really could be a really exciting game. I mean, Browns have a well built roster. Week 13, they're they're back at Ray J playing the Saints for the second time. I'm saying they sweep the Saints this year. Fuck the Saints.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so this, this is new. Um, so you have
1: two losses so far
2: yeah
1: no I'm not I wasn't saying it to be a deal yeah I'm yeah yeah
0: sure. um what do you guys think you guys think like I don't know what you picked on the first Saints game what do you guys think there?
2: I think both those Saints games are gonna be really tough. I think the best shot is probably this one in December for the bucks to win. For the Bucks to win, yeah. I think the Saints, hopefully the the wheels have kind of fallen off at that point. But this is a Monday nighter. Like, the Saints just seem to get up for these games.
0: Okay, good. You got to keep telling me that, Monday nighter. Yeah,
2: sorry.
1: So that's their 12th game against New Orleans. It's just a brutal schedule. I think they're going to be 8-4. and Yeah, that's fair.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Um, it's hilarious. I wrote down twelve and five, like just like what I think they'll do, and like here I have them with two losses through uh, week thirteen. Mm. Um, then they got the Niners um, heading to heading to San Fran to play the Niners in week fourteen. So um, I mean, we'll see. Is Trey Lance their quarterback? Who knows? We're not going to yeah. talk about all these teams right now. It's too much. We just want to fire through this schedule. So um, and then week fifteen at home. Versus the Bengals. So, again, they get Joe Burrow, but they get him at home. 425 game, PM game. Um, Oh, that must be – I guess that could be CBS. If not, I wonder if Brady will be commentating. No, it's CBS, CBS. Right. And he's playing. Um, (laughs) He's also still playing. Yeah. Hopefully.
1: That would be pretty impressive to hustle up to the booth.
0: Yeah, that will be another hot ticket, man. Joe Burrow like you know all the comparisons if there have been I've been to Tom Brady just the way he's so like fearless in the pocket so calm in the pocket so poised um never been like known for having the biggest arm in the world but boy does he throw a nice ball between coverage yeah. and great touch on the ball I mean everyone knows he just got that killer instinct so I, I get it I get the Brady comps for Joe Burrow yeah. man he's, he's got big balls and that, uh, that's a
2: long yeah. that's a long embrace at the end of the game yeah I think so very think, long
0: although IK. although Brady's a psycho, man. He could just like he yeah, could true. be like we were talking about high 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 fi and low fi earlier, trying to remember what the Ram Stadium's called. He might do that too slow. And, like, <laughs> walk right off, right? Like you never I mean, know with, with Tom. It's a
1: pretty good dad joke, too, to end the game on. So Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not yeah. not out of the realm, that's for sure.
0: Um, so yeah, that Bengals game is huge. I'll give them a loss there. I'll say the I'll say they lose one at home to the Bengals.
1: There we go.
2: This Three is a lost
0: show. I wish I didn't have to predict these. You don't
1: um, You don't think that's a loss? No.
0: No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a loss. Bucks are going 15 and 2.
1: There you go. Who, say it there. Who, Put it who, out there. With
0: your chest. Say it with your yeah, chest. All right. Yeah, they're not losing. They're not losing the Bengals. Bengals are too young. Um and Brady's going to eat up their secondary. Uh, all right, Cardinals on Christmas. I think that's a night game too, right? He said
2: it's at eight twenty,
0: NBC Christmas night. Well, that's the Buccaneers' fifth primetime game, and they'll also have a standalone in that Germany game because it'll be in the morning. So, yeah, six games where you won't have to compete with other. You know, if you're watching the watching your Bucks, you're not going to have to worry about flipping back to check on your fantasy team or um, or the bets that may be trending downward.
1: Bengals. Mid- those Sunday four twenty five games are like kind of pseudo prime timers themselves too. Yeah, that's right? Like true. that's a big spot. This schedule is insane. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, a bit of a tough draw because they're getting the AF or the NFC West and the AFC North, which are basically no yeah. shitty teams. Like the shittiest team is Seattle out of those eight. So that's like that's tough. Like,
0: yeah um i'm glad it's not the afc west though
2: yeah Yeah. oh yeah yeah everyone's gonna be saying that this year
0: yeah i wonder who's got them um so yeah cardinals on christmas i mean cardinals feel like a disaster even though they got tyler like they feel like a disaster yeah and they they were they were a disaster once once uh nuke hopkins went down last year anyway so things aren't looking too great over
2: there
1: any news from deandre anything happened with him lately
2: Yeah, he's suspended. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he said he's gonna keep us posted once he figures out what he took.
0: Yeah, but then I've also seen since then that the trainer he's worked he was he's been working with like shown videos of working with has a history of like four guys have tested positive working Uh, with this guy. So um, who knows? But either way, he sounds like he'll be suspended. And then the Bucks finish off, which I think is similar to last year. Um, They're gonna play the Panthers at home in Week 17. Win. And then they're going to play at Atlanta to finish off the year in Week 18. So, um, starts off tough, man, super tough. But some incredibly entertaining games are on the uh, on the docket this year for Bucks fans, and yeah. some amazing quarterback matchups. And the the narratives will be will be free flowing this season. It's going to be crazy. If it's Brady's retirement tour, who knows? Um, but like, there's just, it's just going to be wild. Like what a time to be a Buccaneers fan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's teetering on the, all right, we could use two games that are a little bit more of a, you know, a rocking chair game situation versus this, this gauntlet that they're running. But as far as like fun matchups against good teams and like testing the Bucks each Basically, each and every week, it looks like it with this schedule. You're right, call like this is this is sick.
2: No, it, it definitely speaks to the, the like parody of the league right it's now. It's fun at the very least. Everyone thinks the NFC is this like kind of cupcake conference right now that like it's for the taking between the Bucs and the Packers. But like the schedules are doing anyone any favors? Like they're they're all going to be ridiculous. So I can only imagine what an AFC West schedule looks like right now, right?
0: No kidding. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to like actually have a look at it. And I'm just glad the ridiculous lead up to this is done with. But uh it's still nice really? that we can actually see what these games are. Figure out if we can get to any, right? Bucks are playing not too far from us, fellas. Maybe Hell guys, yeah, man. Hell
1: maybe,
0: yeah. Maybe Bucks banter needs to take a little
2: roadie down to Cleveland, Ohio.
1: Seriously? Take the show live?
2: Yeah. <laughs> kind of upset know. we have no New England game though, hey. Like Yeah. I yeah, thought that was gonna be a kind of
1: they kind of thing did it every last year. year, I guess.
0: Yeah, they had their chance last year.
1: <laughs> and that one was in New England. Yeah. Too, so, right?
0: So, so it's funny. Yeah. So before before when I just wanted to like jot my prediction down, I wrote 12 and 5, which I was like, "Ooh, that's ambitious, Colin. Like I think they're over under is 11 and a half." I took the over. Uh, but then when we go through each game, I have them 15 and 2. So, I just want to say, you know, the losses will come. They're not going to only they're not only going to lose two games, but for the purpose of this exercise, if you make me do it one by one at this point, the moment the schedule comes out, yeah, they're going fifteen and two, folks. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, there you have it. We gave you some Bucks banter, talked about you know Brady's broadcasting deal and Lewisine feeling disrespected by the Bucks, Kyle Trask, all this stuff, and we took you through each game of the two thousand and twenty-two NFL schedule for the Buccaneers. It's gonna be a sweet ride, and they're you know now we can the draft's done, the schedule is out. There's some free agency dominoes to fall, sure. But we can really start previewing these divisions, which we did last year. We previewed every division, which was a ton of fun. So we're going to be running through that at some point Mm -hmm. this offseason. And I'm sure we'll come up with some other creative ways to keep pumping out, entertaining content to listen to. Of course, with a heavy Tampa Bay Buccaneers bias, as always. After all, this is the Bucks Banner Podcast. Make sure you check us out. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, please. It helps us out a lot. Check out bucksgameday.com for all of your written content as it relates to the Buccaneers. And follow us on Twitter. You see our handles up on the screen. We appreciate that too. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great night. See you soon. Go, Bucks.